Hello and welcome to Dear Sadie. My name is Benny, and if your name is not Sadie or Amelia Prabhu, thank you for tuning in to see what this is all about. And if you are Amelia or Sadie, hi girls, this podcast is for you. So a quick refresher on why I set out to do this. Back when my first daughter, Amelia, was born in 2020, I was thinking about what gift I could leave behind for her. You know, something that would always stay with her, even when I'm not around. So I wanted to gift her something that she could cherish, bring out happy memories, and just have it be something that she could keep going back to. So after a lot of brainstorming, I stumbled onto the idea of creating a podcast. Remember, this is 2020, the year of the pandemic. So people are stuck at home, doing their best to isolate and stay away from each other while trying to find ways to pass time. So naturally, many people, including myself, thought, what better than starting a podcast? And that's how the Dear Amelia podcast came about. A series of conversations on various topics that I wanted to pass on to Amelia to listen to when she grows up. And naturally, I needed to do a follow-up when my second daughter, Sadie, was born. So over the course of this show, you will listen to conversations that I had with friends and family on topics that are dear to my heart. Conversations full of memories and perspectives that I hope one day my daughters will appreciate and that anyone else listening to this podcast find them illuminating or heartwarming. So to kick things off, the first episode features a conversation between me and my parents, Prabhu Isaac and Sushila Prabhu. Pastor and nurse, parents and grandparents, most of all, truly inspirational people that I'm blessed to call mom and dad. So here is what we ended up talking about. So mom, dad, I want to go back to the beginning. And I say the beginning, this is the 1970s, early 80s. I want to start with the story of how we both met each other. So who wants to go first? Either one of you can share the story or both of you can uh, share it. Uh, It's your choice. Okay, Benan, let me start uh, with my uh, story, okay? Um, after completing my baccalaureate in science in uh, Arts College in Vellore, I joined in um, radio diagnostic uh, diploma course in Christian Medical College, Vellore. Um, okay. When I went there, I, I saw many, many uh, nurses and other paramedical staff there. Uh, but I met, somehow I met um, uh, mom in... Mm-hmm. 1978 and uh, we used okay. to go for the um, uh, the organization called the students christian movement sometimes okay. you know the other arts college students used to come and the christian medical college nurses and doctors used to come there also i saw her but uh, finally um, i had good um, time and conversation with um, mom uh, before i got married in 1983 
uh, in the first sight itself, you know, uh, it was she was so attractive, <laughs> and mm-hmm. she was so beautiful, and um, yeah, I fell in love. And um, one day I wrote a small slip and um, gave it to her. Um, I love you. Would would you be my uh, uh, life partner in the future? In the beginning, she could not um, answer very well. Uh, it was kind of heartbreaking for me. But um, finally, my friends talked with her, and um, finally, God um, made that um, marriage possible. So wait, so mom, is all of that true? Yes. Okay. What's very true? I met him um, in the social work. Uh, where I went from my college, he came from his college. That's where I met him. Uh, days were uh, going and one day he uh, proposed to this. I said no. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, as he said, his friends were keeping uh, constant touch with me and somehow they made me to accept him. Uh, God spoke to you. Finally. So he's my this partner God gave me. Okay, but uh, so dad said that when he first met you, you're very beautiful, all of that. When you first met him, what did you think? Oh, he was really handsome. The only one thing I didn't like, so many girls wanted to reach out. So, which I didn't like much. Okay, Okay, but uh, so to clarify for people who are listening, so you both studied in uh, the CMC, Christian Mega College in Valour, Tamil Nadu, so you met in 1978, but you also came from very different backgrounds, right? Yes. Uh, So mom, you came from the southernmost part of the state and dad came from the northernmost part of the state. But how was that? Did that make any difference when you interacted with each other, when you spoke with each other, getting to know each other? Was that, did that make any difference, your, your backgrounds? Yes, for me, yes. Um, personally, I didn't feel much, but when I informed my parents, um, it was hard for them to accept. But uh, my father, your yeah, grandpa, uh, accepted after a few days. He told me, everything is okay. First, you finish your studies. Then we will think about it. Daddy, for you? Uh, my parents are very... Um, what do you call um, broad minded and they immediately accepted uh, my request and uh, they encouraged me to support her and her family because she was the first one in her family she had um, seven siblings and they were fam- poor family background but my parents encouraged you have to take care of them you have the responsibility God has given to you to this family and she's she looks very, um, not only beautiful, she is very smart and uh, sharp and, and she will be very uh, good life partner for you, they say. Yeah. So you you would say that you were blessed with mom. Exactly. Okay. I just wanted to hear you say that. Uh, <laughs> okay. How, so you moved, so you got married in 1983. When when did you move to Saudi Arabia? Um, 1984, um, 
after I was working as a radiographer staff in Christian Medical College in the hospital, as everyone you know who likes to go to Gulf country to make money for the betterment of their future and to support their parents and uh, raise their kids in a better way to put them in good school and the universities. So with that thought only, uh, I was recruited by the Saudi government to be a radiographer in the medical, I mean, government hospital in a city called Jeddah, Saudi Arabia in 1984. Right. And, and you were both a few, and then of course you had Minnie or Joanna for uh, some people who may not know. She was born in 1984, uh, but she was, she was born in India, right? Minnie is born in India. Joanna. Uh, Joanna, your sister. Dad moved to Saudi Arabia three months after her birth. Um, so the next year, he came to India for a vacation. And uh, I was still working in Christian Medical College as a BSc nurse. Dad said, you also come with me. We can work there for the government. So... I also moved to Saudi with uh, Joanna. Then God blessed us with our son, Benji, Benjamin. And I was born in 1986. So what do you remember about that time, the time that I was born? Not specifically the day. I'm not asking like, you know, necessarily about that particular day, but just the time, you know, that year I was born, the first few years, how was it raising both me and Minnie? It was a uh, little hard. challenging only in that uh, restricted nation. I mean, um, they gave good salary and um, all other lifestyles uh, uh, good. were good. But, you know, not like in India, you know. Um, but thank God, God has given you as a gift, another gift, uh, apart from Joanna, my our old, um, oldest daughter. And... Yeah, um, most of the Indians were there with us and uh, we had good uh, friendship and uh, fellowship with other Indians. So uh, day by day, we felt like we are in India and we yeah. had good fellowship with other friends. So it was not tough to raise you. It was uh, very challenging, as dad said. For me, I had a fear because those days, government did not allow any family members to come there. They were not yeah. issuing visas. So I was very afraid how to take care of my son when I go to work. Of course, yeah. till delivery, I didn't know I'm going to get a son. Uh, I was praying because the first one is daughter. So we were praying that we will, we have, we need a son. So we were praying and I was ready to receive a boy. My mom came in my dream when I, when I was carrying eight months that you are going to get a boy. So I bought everything in blue, including bath basin, bags, bottles, everything I bought. I kept ready to receive my son, but the uh, fear was lingering in my heart. But after birth, the way God helped us was amazing. But were you able to appreciate, uh, appreciate that in the moment? You know, you're saying God helped us. Uh, but when did you both become Christians? Because I'm assuming before that, you probably never seriously thought of yourself as Christians or believers, right? Exactly. Actually, we were born in um, uh, mainline church, uh, 
background in India. But personally, uh, from my view, I did not, uh, I was not a good Christian. I mean, I was not saved Christian. But yeah. when I went to Saudi Arabia only, after having all the materials and good salary, there was some vacuum in my life and there was no real peace and real joy. Then God uh, uh, asked me to surrender my life, to accept him as uh, my personal savior. Then only I surrendered and submitted my life and accepted Jesus as my personal savior in 19, uh, you know, in 1987, three years okay. after we went to Saudi Arabia. In Saudi Arabia only, we got saved. I got saved first. Then mom also, she surrendered her life and accepted Jesus as personal seer. So from that day onwards, we became serious Christians and saved Christians. Well, if you ask me, Bana, um, when I was pregnant with you, mm-hmm. we were not saved. But we were uh, having good Christian friends. And I okay. was watching other nurses giving birth and how they are getting help from others all uh, encouraged me a little bit. Um, though we didn't accept Jesus as personal savior when you were, uh, when I was carrying you, but still we were attending prayer group. Hmm. So as a nominal, as a nominal Christians. So yeah. that, that hope I had even though I was not a born-again believer, even though I was not saved, I knew that time that God will help us. And I'm the reason I'm asking this is because obviously both me and many we grew up in Saudi Arabia for a certain amount of time before we went to India and, you know, did our schooling there too. Because there are some things I remember, some things are vague, uh, I don't remember too well, but the things that I remember well was that we lived a very comfortable life. You know, um, I'm talking from the perspective of the kids, me and Minnie, uh, but even as a family, I feel like we lived a very comfortable life. We had money, we had cars, uh, we really didn't lack for anything. But then a series of decisions uh, that dad, you took, eventually led to 2001, which we'll talk about in a little while. Um, So there was a point in time where you decided we need to be more active in leading people in in the form of like a fellowship or a church, uh, what most people here would call like groups, like small groups. Uh, But it, it started with that idea. You wanted to have Christians all gathered together, have some sort of service just to stay connected with our faith to stay connected uh, with Jesus. So how was that decision? How did you arrive at that decision? How did you make that decision that this is what we want to do? Uh, not just yourself, but as a family. It's a good question, Bana. Um, actually, um, before accepting uh, Jesus Christ as personal savior and receiving the personal salvation, uh, as I said earlier, we were not you know, um, true Christians or saved Christians, but after receiving the joy of salvation, we wanted to, you know, give that joy of salvation freely to other friends and other colleagues who were, who came to work there. Because Saudi Arabia is a different country, uh, apart from other Gulf countries. 
other Gulf countries, they have uh, church premises, but Saudi Arabia, even until now, they don't have a church building and uh, there are strict rules and regulations for the freedom of worship for all other religions as well. So I thought the Lord put the burden in my heart, the spirit of the Holy Spirit and the spirit of God put the burden in my heart to do something for the Christian circle as well as for non-Christians who are there. That was the you know, in motivation of the Holy Spirit that um, I should start some ministry, do some ministry apart from my working schedules. And that grew, you know, in, in size. And then eventually we had to have multiple groups or multiple fellowships. Yeah. Uh, but mom, for you, um, I also remember during that time when all of this was going on, you made a big effort in making sure that me and Minnie were also growing up in a very spiritual way. You know, you emphasized, you know, like memorizing Bible verses, praying, attending services regularly. And I want both Sadie and Amelia to understand why that was so important. So why did you think it was necessary to raise us that way? Um, first of all, Bana, you said you didn't lack anything. That's good to know. Uh, me, I always feel guilty that I did not do much for you both. The reason, okay. since we both were working, we were not able to take care of you. So for some few years, we left you in India with the grandparents and aunties to take care. So I still yeah. regret for that, that uh, some of the few moments when you both were growing, we missed it. That still hurts me. But spiritually, if I think, whenever you came during school holidays, um, I always gave you some assignments, gave you both. That in Psalms, book of Psalms, you have to memorize. Book of Proverbs, you have to memorize one chapter every day. And uh, what time you will get up, what time, you know, you finish your morning work and breakfast, then study, then bath. Like this, I used to make schedule and then I helped you, even though we were not at home. Um, whatever I knew that time, I was trying to raise you up in a good way. And uh, since um, dad's uh, parents are very God-fearing, what I learned from them, I want you both to learn and grow that way. It was in my mm -hmm. heart. They were almost ministers of God. They were also... So that was one of the reasons I paid more attention to that. Um, earthly wise, you had all blessings, as you said. Um, you both enjoyed coming to us every three months from India through different countries, through different friends. Um, you came. Whenever you both left, we used to cry. But you were all mm -hmm. small. You used to run around and joyful and happy. I used to think, oh, my son doesn't miss me. But you wrote a letter from your mm -hmm. school time uh, that shows that you missed me. Till today, I have all, my all your letters with me. And even mm -hmm. if I read today, I cry. Because mm -hmm. I ask God, why did I leave my children that time? and um, put them in pain. 
uh, that is still there but as you asked specifically about the spiritual somehow i made sure you are going to be with us for short time in that short time i have to give you the best the maximum knowledge of uh, our jesus and the um, fear of god yeah the our our motivation our, our teachings and our efforts enable you and many your sister uh, to do the ministries while you were in vacation in saudi arabia Mm-hmm. you were in, yeah. uh, actively involving with um, youth ministries Sometimes. and other children ministries and uh, it was a great example for other children who were living in jeddah saudi arabia so you were not like other children uh, so i appreciate you and i thank god for that you both were the best children i tell you because all parents used to tell us please send your children to our house every day for some time so that our children will learn from you and your sister yeah uh i mean a, a couple of things i, w- I want to add there is i mean all of the all of the efforts that you put you know trying to make sure that we were reading our bible we were praying we were listening to the sermons all of that in in that moment when we were young kids I, and I'll speak for myself, uh, but at least for me, um, I didn't always enjoy it. I didn't always appreciate it. Um, <laughs> I, there were times I didn't want to read the Bible. I didn't want mm-hmm. to pray, but mm-hmm. all of those efforts that you put in were essentially planting seeds. And the thing with seeds, it takes time. And I think over the over the years, as we grew older, we became teenagers, we, be, we became young adults, um and everything in life i think all the seeds that were planted when we were much younger that grew and that bore fruit so that is something i i want people who are listening and also for amelia and sadie to understand is that sometimes it takes time but the efforts don't go in uh, don't go in vain and i think that's important and also to address the point that you said that you, you know you you feel bad sometimes and i i don't think well it's a valid feeling first of all it's okay to feel bad for it the way i see it is that when i was a kid um and we used to go and you know we stayed in boarding schools in india while you were working in saudi arabia i did feel bad even if i didn't tell you you know when we went back to india you know we would feel homesick and we would cry um and it was hard at first but again very similar to you know the time that you spent making sure that we were also uh growing in a very spiritual manner us living away from home and in boarding schools i think it taught us more about life than if we had just stayed in, together in saudi arabia i think there are positives and negatives to it is what i'm saying it's um life for us may would have been different if we had just grown up uh lived with you know with you both all the time um uh, but i think it made us stronger it made us it both it made both me and minnie a lot stronger in dealing with tough situations where most people you know or most people our age would struggle i think for us it helped us because that experience of having to um uh, not necessarily survive on our own 
but learning to be independent, learning to solve problems by ourselves at such a young age, I think that helped us become strong. And even now to this day, I think it helps us in our day-to-day lives. So whatever you may have felt was, I don't think that you should feel bad or you should feel like that was a wrong thing. I don't think it was a wrong thing at all. Uh, in that moment, you know, all of us made sacrifices in some way, but in the big picture, in the long term, I think both me and Minnie, I think we were very strengthened um, by having to go through that experience. And that is why the year 2001 is so important uh, because, you know, by the year 2001, me and Minnie were in India and this this part is a long story, but we're going to try to make this short. Um, in in the year two thousand one, you know, a series of circumstances led to both of you deciding, okay, we need to leave Saudi Arabia, we need to come back to India. But um, was it like a week before you were supposed to Ten come to before. India? How many days was it? Ten days before my final departure. Yeah, ten days before to India. Right. Uh, So ten days before that, life changed. So, Dad, do you want to just tell a very quick, uh, as brief as you can, to say what happened in that ten days prior to, you know, your planning, your planned departure to India? Yeah. um, After working for seventeen years in. Jeddah Medical, I mean, the government medical, uh, government hospital. Um, head of the department, my head of the department came to know about my active Christian um, uh, ministries in, uh, in that city. So she called me and uh, told me to resign the job and go back to India because of the underground church activities. So I resigned, um, my mom also resigned, you know that. So we were ready to fly back to India. Our passports were ready with the exit stamps and flight tickets were booked and all we packed all our things to send it by cargo. Ten days before my, our final departure, everything was ready. And uh, we were forced to resign because they threatened to, you know, cancel our contract and put us into trouble. But they gave the time to go back to India. Mm-hmm. So finally we decided to go back to India and made everything ready to fly back to India. That had happened 10 days before our final departure date, July 19, 2001. What what happened on the day um, 10 days before? Like when you got a knock on the door, what happened? Yeah, exactly at around 12 o'clock midnight, uh, somebody was knocking on my door. And when I opened the door, uh, to my shock, uh, I saw two Arab guys standing before the door. And I I asked, who are you? They said, uh, we are the secret police of the Interior Ministry of Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Then not only two persons, then another 13 cops entered, all secret police, totally 15 cops entered into our house. They confiscated all Christian materials. And finally, they told told me that uh, they're going to take me to the prison for a couple of days to question me before our departure because they came to know about my departure. So mm-hmm. we believed that they would release me within a couple of days after asking few questions. 
So they arrested me and that night, I mean, on that early morning around 2.30 and they took me in the jeep to the prison. And what happened after that was, well, over the course of six months and More than six how months. many, yeah, how many days was it? Days, almost seven months. Yeah. Yeah. So nearly seven months, uh, you were imprisoned in Saudi Arabia and the main accusation against you was that you were converting Muslims right. to Christianity, which is by law, it is uh, a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. And there were talks that they might execute you and all of that. So there, there's a lot that we are not going to get into this episode because that is not really the idea of this. Uh, but I wanted to get some very quick thoughts from you both. And I'll, I'll share mine, my own too. Um, because for Amelia and Sadie, when they're growing up, uh, when we talk about living for your faith, um, sacrifices, all of that, they may not grasp how different it was for us because this is a matter of life and death, like literally life and death. Um, so I just wanted, I want them to get an idea of what we had to deal with and what kind of emotions we're dealing with. Um, so I just, I just want to hear, maybe, maybe we'll start with mom and then we'll go to dad, but for mom, uh, over the course of those nearly seven months, how did you feel your faith was being tested? Um, the moment police came in, I could understand a little bit what's going to happen. I ran into the bedroom. I prayed. God gave me Isaiah 54 verse 7 as promise. For a brief moment, I have abandoned you, but with deep compassion, I'll bring you back. So with that promise, every day I fasted till dad uh, came back to India and I prayed every day fasting and prayed, uh, holding on that promises. Uh, But I won't say every day I was strong. Most of the days I cried. I cried Um, because the future was in question, uh, whether I'm going to be a widow whether my children are going to be fatherless, uh, how is the future, whether my whether I will be able to educate my children, how am I going to feed them? There were a lot of questions. Cannot explain that. But God sent people now and then to encourage me. They always told me, be strong in faith. Don't give up. Be firm. God will not let you down. And they prayed. Many people visited me. Some people could not come for many reasons. People whom I expected for many reasons. But many times I was down in my spirit and in faith. But God sent somebody always to encourage me, to motivate me, to be strong in Christ. And for you, Dad, because obviously you're... Uh, story during the course of that six months was different. You met uh, many interesting characters. You've had your own, you know, back and forth, like regarding faith, regarding your relationship with Jesus. You know, you had your own ups and downs. And again, we're not going to get into all the details. There's just so much in that. Uh, So if people are very curious, uh, there is a book, there is a lot of information that you can reach out 
to my dad directly or to me. And uh, for Amelia and Sadie, I promise I will tell you the story, the full story later as well. But coming back to you, dad, um, how was it over the course of the seven months? What Give us an idea of the struggle that you went through. Yeah, on the first day of my arrest, God gave me the words from Revelation chapter 2.10. Do not be afraid. Be faithful until the end. The devil will put you into trouble, but be faithful until the end. I'll give the crown of life. So that has strengthened me. And I also promised unto God that I would be faithful until the end, even if I'm, I'm going to be at the point of beheading. But um, as the days passed by, months passed by, you know, my as you said, my faith and hope in Jesus Christ was declining and decreasing day by day. But when people, um, I, when, I, and I, when I came to know that people are praying outside um, uh, through uh, mom, whenever she visited me after the second month, I was strengthened. And the spirit of God, who is a moving spirit, living spirit, has encouraged me even though I was lonely. Um, even though my disappointments and failures and were up and down, I strongly believe that the Spirit of God was there to comfort me, strengthen me and encourage me in those difficult times. And people used to ask, how did you endure all these things? Even now I can say it is not by my strength, only by the power of the Holy Spirit and the prayers of the worldwide believers. So that made me to stand firm in my faith until the end of 204th day. The difference between dad and me, Bena, I was mm -hmm. seeing people. Every day I saw many yeah. different people from different churches. They came, they encouraged. But dad was alone in the prison, in the confinement cell. So yeah. then, unless the Holy Spirit comforted and encouraged, there was no one. After a month only, I was allowed to see him twice in a week for 10 or 15 minutes. That's very short time. After that, little yeah. bit of encouragement from me. Otherwise, 100%, he was now and then down and always he was comforted by Holy Spirit. Uh, one thing I wanted to add, you, know, you and Minnie um, both were strong and you encouraged mom. Uh, like anything, you know. one day she came and uh, showed your email or a slip that you sent to somebody yeah. that uh, mom, don't worry, don't come without leaving, uh, without bringing, yeah. without joining and coming together. Be there, we are strong. So that gave the strength and uh, increased our faith also in uh, Christ. And you were really strong in faith also. We came to know that. I really appreciate it. Thank God. I cannot believe that you were in seventh standard. I don't know how you wrote that uh, in the email. Uh, be strong. We are praying for you. Do not come alone without that. That was very great, Bena, from you. Well, I'm glad that you both feel that way because there were many times during that nearly seven months, I didn't feel that because um, we have, up till that time, you had only read stories or heard from others about what would happen if you get arrested. Most of the time you get deported, but then other times you don't hear from, you know, people like that. Um, so when you're, we were all in far away. So we were far away from each other. You know, mm -hmm. Minnie was in a boarding school. I was in another boarding school and you both were in a different country. 
So we're all communicating mostly through emails and occasional phone calls. Um, for me, that year, 2001, because of the arrest, um, I fully got saved because till that point, like I you know, remember earlier I was telling you about the seeds that were being planted when we were, you know, memorizing Bible verses, praying, going to church, all of that. All of that came to be of help in 2001 when we were going through this as a family because I had a lot of questions. I had a lot of struggles. I would ask God, like, you know, we did all this for you. Why would you let something like this happen? Um, And the only answers or the, the only satisfactory answers would come from me spending time reading the Bible or praying, spending some time with God. So all of those seeds were planted much earlier. Um, but I, I also want to mention there were many people as well. Uh, there were some teachers at my school who were really encouraging and who always made it a point to pray for uh, pray for all of us, but also encourage me. And so there were many people involved in this. And again, this is just a very, very small snapshot of everything that happened. And again, uh, for people who are interested, uh, there, there's more to this story. But fast forward, you know, eventually after some fall starts, you know, eventually they let you go or they deport you to India. And um, I don't know how much you remember about the day. D- do you remember what happened in the van, the ride from the airport when we were heading to mini school? After spending 200, after going through sufferings for 204 days in the jail, in four jails, and I was greatly relieved to come over to India and see the land of India, motherland India. And you and mom, uh, and mom also, I was so happy. But at the same time, and we were going by the van to Bangalore, she was asking so many questions. And I remember what you answered. <laughs> Even all the people, including the driver, laughed aloud. For what? You know, yeah. You were asking, did you bring this one? Did I, I gave this one, this bag, this much? Bible. Bible. Did you bring all this? Continuously, she was asking me, you know. I was already tired, you know. But you answered. Wait, all... wait, wait. Then... What Benito and I remember, uh, how people out, why people out, you know, Dad, you better you sh- you could have been in the jail itself. <laughs> uh, that was your answer. And even now we used to share that. Uh, you did not talk anything in anyone. between. As I was yeah. asking many questions with excitement, because he came empty-handed. Even though I gave a lot of different Bibles, song books, this and that. Uh, so he came without that. I was surprised and I asked, what did you do with that Bible? What did you do with this, all that? And he, also, an- he also answered all my questions, maybe 15, 20 questions. And you were sitting in the middle between dad and mom. Yeah. Then when I finished everything, you said very calmly, cool, dad, I... <laughs> I think it would would have been better if you stayed in the jail only (laughs) instead of questions from uh, getting questions from mom. You said very quietly. And in that moment, it looked like a big joke. It was indeed. But everybody laughed. My mom, 
and few more people were there from the family the driver who doesn't know anything even he laughed yeah hmm. no that was the first time i felt like we were back together as a family after a long time yes um and that was even made that was made even better because we were straight from the airport we were heading to bangalore uh, which is not our hometown but that was where uh, you know mini and me were studying and uh, can you talk to or can you share a little bit about what you remember about that day you know us heading to bangalore to because mini doesn't know at this point that you've yeah, been released yeah. Yeah. so yes. it was really really um, unforgettable day unforgettable moment i can say even now if i share it'll be i'll be emotional <laughs> anyhow but you uh, know first of all um, after reaching bangalore we went to uh, the guardian who were taking care of you uh, sister sandhya bangara we went to her house and she was also surprised she, she hugged me and cried with me then um, we all i took a refreshment and then got ready to go to um, bishop cotton girls high school to see joanna on her graduation day so uh, but we never informed joanna about my arrival everybody kept yeah. a surprise so we all went there you also were there and um, i was hiding behind mom without showing my face to joanna because joanna was standing uh, in the line in the line with other girls with candle um, in that line and I she was the, she was the first person to, in that line so i i was able to see her her face but i was hiding myself so that she should not see me but she should see me surprising me um but after a few moment in a few minutes i was just um, showing my head like this and uh, she was looking um, mom and mother mother in my mother in law and you and all but uh, she didn't see me but i slowly showed my face you know that time really she was she just through the candle and she was running towards me and hugging me and crying with me and all the teachers and other students also were crying and they were also praying for me for my release so it was the it was the greatest day in my life and i can say even now and it you were happy to attend daughter's convocation yeah, right i want to add something bana one mm-hmm. week before that your uh, graduation was there yeah so every day it was a question whether dad will come today will he come today will he come today like this but the day you were uh, graduated um, there was a flight from saudi to india so we were also hoping so i told you dad may come i don't know every day it's a question he may come for your graduation or not so when i came to bangalore for your graduation um you were in the line and you kept looking around for dad yeah i will not forget that i can't forget and i was um, not ready to talk to you because you were expecting dad and i could not bring it was very uh, painful for me you looked very sad and when you saw me without dad you looked very sad. Yeah. after after the graduation we went home but uh, you were with me to receive dad after a week and you were able to ride with dad uh, for uh, your sister's convocation 
Yeah, I think uh, it would have been nice to have had that there for that ceremony, but I think uh, it was better for me to be at the airport when it landed. So yeah. I think things worked out and, you know, God is always in in the small as well as the big picture. I mean, God has been good to us because since then, in in the following years, you know, we, we moved to the U.S., we became citizens. Uh, Mom, at this point in time, you know, you're working as a nurse and soon you'll be retiring. And then dad, you're, you're pastoring a church in Pittsburgh and uh, encouraging, you know, just groups of people who come to live, uh, especially from the Indian community, living in Pittsburgh for varying amounts of time. For whatever time they're there, you're able to serve. Uh, you're able to serve them. You're able to serve God. Uh, and, I, and I think God has been good to us as a family, to, to both uh, and to us as well. When I say us, me and Minnie as well. Um, so kind of going back to what we talked about, sacrifices were made. We endured tough situations. We had to deal with pain, physical, mental, emotional. Um, but we also stood strong. You know, it was not always perfect. There were times where I think we questioned God. We questioned God's, you know, watching over us, um, his mercies. But at the end of the day, we were, we are still so grounded in our faith, we have that foundation that we can always keep going back to. And I think that's helped us as a family. And I really want Amelia and Sadie to appreciate that too, as they grow up. And I don't know how the world will be for them in the next 20, 25 years. Uh, but I wanted them to get an idea of this kind of things that we had to deal with as a family and how we got through it. So is there anything that you want to share at this time, like, like a message for Sadie and for Amelia. Okay, let me start. Uh, first of all, I want to thank God for your married life and um, your wife, um, uh, Abigail, and God-fearing uh, in-laws. And God has gifted you with the beautiful and cutest um, and granddaughters, I mean daughters, your daughters and our granddaughters, Amelia and Sadie. They were the precious and they are the precious and um, cutest kids God has given to you and us. And out of my experience and the spiritual uh, area, um, Sadie and Amelia, uh, I'm talking directly to you. Maybe after the few years, you will become big uh, children. Um, read Bible daily. Pray to God daily. Go to the church all the, on all Sundays as much as possible. Attend the Bible children children Bible classes, and uh, love your parents, respect your parents, and support your parents in the future when they become old. And um, what else? Um, keep Jesus as your center in your life, and Bible as the center in your life. The Spirit of God in is in the center of your life. Then. Even if you face trials and tribulations and challenges in your life in this group of generation, you can be strong in faith in Christianity. No storm, no waves can destroy you, can shake you and build your life, education, career and future married life and all on solid rock Jesus and on the Bible. 
that is the foundation for you to stand firm in faith in Christianity and choose godly children, godly friends. That's very important. So these are my advices to you, Sadie and Amelia. I love you both. Um, I want to say to my uh, two little uh, princes, when they listen this, they would have grown as strong women for God. I promise, as usual, we pray every day for them. And we pray that God will grant wisdom for uh, Benny and Abigail to raise them in the godly way. And we love them so much. God bless them. Well, I want to thank you both. Uh, if I haven't said it enough over the years, uh, I'm always constantly inspired by the lives you lead by not just not just your faith not just your spiritual devotion uh but just in the way you have raised us that is me and many uh but also guided so many people you know in the form of through the church through your ministries uh just through your daily interactions with people who may not even be going to the church you know just you know, uh, people who are living in Pittsburgh uh, who don't have anyone else, you always go out of your way to help them with different things. So that's always a constant source of inspiration for me. So I just want to say, if I have, if you haven't heard it enough from me, thank you for all of that. Um, I love you. And I can't wait for Amelia and Sadie to listen to this uh, when they grow up and find this encouraging. Thank you, Raja. Love you so much. Thank you, Vinay, for um, interviewing us. And it will be uh, memorable for you and um, Amelia and Sadie especially. We love all of you. May God bless you and continue to be a testimony, a testimony for God. And there you have it. I'm glad you got to know just a little or even a little more about my parents and how they shaped me to become the man I am today. Next time, I'm going to be speaking with another set of grandparents, the Boyles. Till then, thanks for listening. And dear Sadie, Papa loves you. See